ready. I'm let's, ready. To let's talk. get into the shorty, baby. The let's shorty. The shorty. We are talking about talk memory by a bad, bad, not good. It was very what good, up? good, not bad. What up? It was very good, good, not bad at all. You That's it, you see now why they should have used my name instead of rebranding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I it's crazy. I had no idea that you were in this band. Like what you know, back in the day. I try to keep it low profile. It's kind Especially of embarrassing, honestly. Well, yeah, it, it was a it was a long three years for me when I got lost. I was just going out on a walk and I, I guess I went too far north. You just started walking around? Yeah. I found I will, Yeah. That's interesting. You did that at like fifteen. And so between fifteen and eighteen you were in good, good, not bad. Yeah. And uh and then, you know, you left because you just you, you said they couldn't keep up with you musically, so Well, they were embarrassed. Just because, you know, I, I was going too far, and they were like, hey, can you tone it down? I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to do that. And it, it, you know, but it looks like... I phys- I'm physically unable yeah. uh, to play worse than I play right now. Uh, so it looks like, maybe now, maybe we could figure something out. But uh, yeah, man, this was, a, this was a pretty good album. This was really cool, dude. Like, it, uh, it's crazy that there's three guys playing most of the music on this record. Yeah, that's insane. That's <laughs> but they crazy. do they do have a lot of help from like a full orchestra in a like a whole horn section, right? Yeah, man, this is a a whole horn section like you know something like six or seven violins, uh, some cellos, some violas, but they also have. I mean, for a jazz record, there's a lot of features. And the features are just other musicians. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, no vocals, not a, not a single vocal on this record. Not a single vocal. And I thought on the last track on uh, Talk Meaning, I, I really thought that we were going to get some rap because Bad Bad Not Good has done a lot of stuff with uh, hip-hop artists like Kendrick Lamar and, and Ghostface Killa and MF Doom and stuff. So I expected Terrace Martin on that last track to to rap for us, and I think he was playing saxophone on that one. And you know, there, so the, the features they have are people like Laraji who plays in an electric zither on a song. They have Carrie and Riggins who plays extra percussion on besides April, uh, Brandy younger who plays harp on the closing track talk meeting. Mm. Uh, and then they have a guy who is leading this whole, you know, symphonic orchestra, like a mini symphony, Arthur Verokai on four or five tracks out of the whole record. And dude, I would say like, I loved all the instruments, but I love the strings on this record the most. Yeah. The, it, it gave the album a very cinematic feel throughout, uh, the entire thing, you know, especially Super cinematic when the orchestra came in, uh, we keep saying that like, if they haven't already, they're going to be writing for a soundtrack some, sometime soon. I'm going to be upset if they, if they don't get on like a, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson movie in the next year and a <laughs> yeah. half. But uh, I mean, I knew the musicianship on this record was going to be insane. Uh, and I was correct. The bassist, I loved the bass was my second favorite instrument on this whole thing. Me too. Uh, the drums are obviously my first just cause I'm a drummer. Dude, he's incredible. Yeah. He's fucking insane. And like on the whole record, he is just going off and 
there's something about the way that that the drums were mixed and mastered on this album or produced i guess you could say is like there's something about it that it made me feel like my head was like in the very middle of the drum set the entire album yeah right and maybe that's something to say about how up front in the mix the drums are yeah yeah as that it was a very big highlight of most of the music and could potentially have just made up the base of what the rest of the instruments were were going off of yeah and they were nice and like splashy like all the symbols were really splashy and yep. but the for, but for a lot of the songs i felt like um the actual like snare and toms and the and the kick were a little compressed you know yeah i mean i i'm i'm not too far against that it the toms had a little more uh reverb in them but it had a very tight snare very splashy symbols as he said uh and yeah i don't know just this this whole record had fantastic production and and the sound quality was great i could even tell that from my five dollar headphones over here oh god dude i was hoping so man because i'm wearing like my nice headphones and this whole thing like you said dude like as the album went on once we kind of knew what what we were getting into a little bit because honestly going into this record i expected way more hip-hop and way more like the the album i heard by bad bad not good the most was called four and it had like the singer future islands on it it had uh mick jenkins on it it had kate Trinata. You know, so like yeah. they were doing stuff with like more pop, like indie musicians on that record. And and then before that, they had came out with a whole album with Ghostface Killer. So I think like, dude, this is going to be hip hoppy and synthy and kind of psychedelic. And uh, they dip way back more into like a traditional like 60s jazz, uh, the whole the whole album. And yeah, very improv and jazzy and prog rocky at times. It was it was a lot. I mean, obviously, it was mostly jazz, and they did hit on hip hop elements a couple times, but that probably well, very be sparingly, very sparingly. It was even more, you know, prog than that, and even more like movie soundtrack. Is that a genre? <laughs> Dude, but yes, like, like for sure. This this needs to be in a. They need to remaster a '60s movie and put this whole album on it. It was. Yeah, and it, it, the first song was good. As the songs kept going, I got a little worried, the second track and the third track. Uh, I, and then I agree, man, me too. By track four, I was kind of like, oh, uh-oh. And then from then on, I progressively like understood the fifth track and then the sixth track. And then you know, by the time the sixth track was halfway through, I was kind of like, okay, I know what this album's doing. I accept this album. <laughs> yes yes exactly <laughs> you know and it it made me enjoy it a lot more absolutely dude I, that is the same journey i had it was a moment where like they the first two songs i think were a little like that first one is just a nine minute uh improv yeah you know? it was a full-on jam and then song two and three like the second song was very dreamy uh and the third song very sleepy, was yeah uh the third song was was a little kind of ambient as well uh and so i was worried that it was going to get keep getting lower and lower and lower. yeah with with the third song city of mirrors it got more theatrical like that's when the strings came in yeah so we started right. it was like it i don't like this is one of the first records that i think they um uh, the tracks were in order on purpose 
<laughs> the, the other records were just kind of random. Yeah, the other records, I mean, I can't really remember. Little Sims, I would say, you know, like definitely put her shit in a certain order for a reason, you know. But I, I would say that this was the best example that we've gotten so far on these shorties of um, the songs are in this order for, I think, on purpose. Right. It uh, really does build throughout the whole record. And so speaking of songs, what, my good man, would you say are your choice nooks? Dude, I... Uh, I changed them several times <laughs> as we were listening to it. Yeah, I did as well. It got harder and harder for me to pick my choice nugs uh, as the album went out. That's how much I started liking it more and more as it as it went in. But man, I think we're going to share my first one because it's the first one that made us kind of perk our ears a little bit and start changing our tune. You, my man, are talking. You were talking about beside April. Beside April. Yep. Uh. Yeah, dude, that uh, that song was the first one that made us both go, okay. Yeah, because it was a lot more active than the last two. It kind of starts with this, kind of th- this little percussion. It has a Brazilian type of feel about it. Super Brazilian. Uh, and like further, the further the song gets, the more like proggy it feels. It has a hip hop beat at the beginning. It has like it even has like a riff that it goes to a couple times. That was super cool. Oh, dude, that guitar riff, like, and it started getting, like, really in my... It was like an earworm. And the bass started doing it, too. Yeah. You know? Like, woo, man. Yeah. That, that's, like, you know, three or four minutes into the song when that starts happening, when it is just, like, huge and, like, bombastic. Yeah. It, it takes its time to get into these big moments, you know? It it takes its time for sure like they built it so perfectly and like yeah there were times where it reminded me of like the boogerines which is a, a really cool brazilian psych rock band so they had this like psych rock stuff going on and then like you said like dude like this song is prog rock for the second half yeah i i'd say the first half is a lot more I don't know. I don't know. What is the first half of the song? Just kind of like it's like a psychedelic, like '60s kind of uh, hip hop movie taking place in Brazil. Yeah, but then they have that, like, yeah, that that guitar riff that comes in, like minute forty-five, when it's like, like it's just it completely goes off the rails after that, like in the best way. Yeah, and I believe. They the bass and the guitar start playing that riff at the same time, which is super yeah. cool. Like a and distorted bass, also at times. I feel like it's like the, the the when they were recording the song, when they were jamming, the bassist and the guitarist were like got mind melded, and they started playing the riff, and everyone else was like, "Oh shit! Oh, this is what we're doing. All right, but right, dude, you, you get, everyone's getting I feel into like it. The drummer is feeling it." Yeah, like, as the song goes on, so he he at one point is just like animaling out like, like just doing crazy the splashy symbols like we said and like, dude like I hate I usually hate prog rock. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I I think a big part of it is the production of it. So, I genuinely like most of the time hate prog rock and but i know that prog rock incorporates a lot of jazz you can hear it like it's so apparent but this 
is a jazz band playing prog rock, and it's so much better. <laughs> I like it so much more. Yeah, man. It was definitely... It was a trip, that one. That one was featuring Kareem, Kareem Riggins. Kareem Riggins, yeah. And man. Arthur... Uh, and Arthur. <laughs> Arthur Barokai or Barros Barokai. Who's a big surprise, man. He's Brazilian. So he has this, like, uh, you know, romantic sound to his strings on the whole record. Mm. Yeah. And it, this is the first one that he really started bringing that out. And, uh, yeah, man, we both said it when we, after. After we listened to her, like, well, that's a fucking easy choice, Nug. That's basically. a choice. And that's where, a choice, dude. Where it gets harder. It gets two. so much harder. I not I wouldn't say necessarily because this one would be the best song on the album or anything. Uh, sure. But this is kind of where it turned us around. Uh, and I don't... I mean, I think the second and third tracks kind of lost me. But aside from that, like... These were all really good tracks. They're uh, all really good, dude. Dude, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I had to change my second one two times. Um, so what, what's, what was yours, dude? Like, what stood out uh, to you the most? Because, like you said, they're all so good. Like, I, I also changed mine a couple times. Uh, and I'll just like tell back you and forth and like, you know, yeah. you're just like, I don't know, I like that one still. And yeah, I. Hard, man. I, I take notes and when I hear a song that's like, oh, like that, that speaks to me. That's probably going to be a nug. I like, you know, kind of put a star next to it. And then the next song comes out. I was like, oh, uh, oh, uh, well, uh, mm. <laughs> you know, like which one is going to be. But ultimately I am picking Signal from the Noise, the first song on the record. I'm, look, what? So here's the thing. Uh, I, we finished the album and I immediately go for my phone and I go back to that first song, and I think my appreciation for it uh, definitely rose after the con the uh, the context of this album. Wow, that's that's crazy, dude. I literally had the same thought. I'm like, I wonder if I'm gonna like the opening track a lot more after hearing the rest of this album. <laughs> yeah, and so it's it's that first part with the intro is so beautiful and cool with. The piano and the distorted bass, uh, and they, they really take their time to build it up. Man. They take their time, but they build it up, and the drummer just goes crazy. The bassist goes insane. Yeah, uh, the bass has that awesome acid, acid jazzy, like fuzzy oh, tone the whole time. Oh, and we said like it sounds cheap, but like we still loved it. It's like a cheap Walmart amp or something, or like <laughs> a fuzz pedal you get from some dude down the street. <laughs> Uh, but it was like it was it was jammy but it was still like kind of structured and the guitar has a really cool solo i think i think that's the guitar uh like in the middle there guitar on that one i was i remember wondering throughout that whole song like do they still have a guitarist in this band (laughs) i thought i wondered throughout this whole album man he came in at times and uh and shined but i think the bass is plays guitar so uh yeah he's he's a fucking pretty killer guitarist on when he has to be but uh dude even with signal from the noise even you know i i liked it from from the get-go but i was just like uh it made me think uh it made me realize that i was not going to get what i thought i was going to get on this record yeah so i um 
you know, even even though I, I was a little concerned about what the rest of the record is going to sound like, I still wrote down, it might not be something I jam to all the time, but I can still listen to it again. I mean, it, yeah, that's kind of what I initially thought. I had no idea what I was getting into. This was the very first track. I thought the jam part was was pretty cool. Uh, and for some reason, after listening to the album, it's really cool. And even yeah. when it breaks down from that and it, it quiets down a lot more, it's the the structure of the, the songs, the production, that songwriting uh, is so beautiful. And then uh, at the end, the outro is a super psychedelic outro with a bunch of whizzings and uh, horns kind of glitching and going all over the place. Yeah, it really tripped me out. Uh, it really tripped me out. I didn't expect it at all. So just a very cool, very cool first song, man. My second choice, Nug. Wow, that really surprised me, dude. I was genuinely flummoxed. I saw. Yeah. I saw it in your face. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, well, what man, about cool. you, huh? Uh, I think, you know, man, I I bounced all over the place. At first it was City of Mirrors because that's track number three and it was the first one that started taking the turn for me. Uh, and I think it was just the introduction of the strings. But after, like, Beside April was clearly the first choice nug. And then after, as the album went on, I was just like, I'm liking all of these more than City of Mirrors. Yeah. So then I had to start really looking into it, man. And uh, it was I was back and forth between Love Proceeding and Timid, and I landed on Timid timid uh timid intimidating timid intimidating that uh i I think a lot of it has to do with the flute man i love the flute on the you love your little flute i love the flute ever since i was in sixth grade when i was playing it and he put some stank on this flute he got nasty yeah right (laughs) yeah i loved it dude and then during times we were just like saying that man there's some like steely dan vibes during this song kind of you know, like the there's a part where the the part where the bass and the flute like go back and forth and start doing the same thing, like this tandem. Yeah, like, right. Woo, man, that part is killer, and that bass is fuzzy as shit the whole time. And then Wait. we called it out, like there's like a bass solo in this, and you you pointed it out to me that there were two basses playing at once. Yeah, and there's a stand-up that, bass like, and an electric bass. You know, that, like, did that, I did that nasty face that you do when you hear a killer riff, you're just like, oh, like, you just smelled some shit. I, and I think, like, it's a, it's a weird but very cool decision to have, like, most of this, like, of any string solos, a lot of them are bass solos. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, Like, who thinks like that? And, and a cool, fuzzy, distorted bass on a jazz song, man, it gives it such a unique vibe. Yeah, yeah, it keeps and it... the dueling basses was just such a cool idea. You have one distorted electric bass going off, and then a stand-up clean jazz bass in the background, just keeping this like walking just rhythm, holding it down. Yeah, holding it down, dude. In the pocket, an insane saxophone solo in this song. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous saxophone yeah. solo. There, there was like cool like bedroom pop guitar in it too. Yeah, very clean, very uh, uh, bit of reverb behind it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that sax, he's playing. Ooh. He's playing like, if he doesn't nail this take, they're gonna fire him from the project. 
<laughs> yeah, there's like a gun to his head. <laughs> he's he's like panicking. He's like, <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> dude, that was the part like me and you got lost in the in the sauce on this song, dude. Yeah, I mean, I felt the more the album was going on, the more I was kind of getting lost in the music and like. I don't know. I was just, I was just kind of like my mind was blank, and I was just kind of floating in this, yeah. this, this sea of noise, man. I didn't, I didn't hear from you for like two, three minutes during Tim and Intimidating until pretty much both of us at the same time during the sax solo were like, oh shit. <laughs> and and man, that what a great dreamy outro, right? Like just chill saxophone. This like nice piano part and. It, you said, I think it, it was this song that you said it sounds like the microphone is like right up on the piano, like right up on those strings, just capturing that really punchy, yeah. organic uh, tone, man. Yeah, because there were like, I think at the end, it seems like the pianist was like really putting some weight behind, like hit, pushing those keys down and yeah. they wanted to get the most out of that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Timid, man. But it, I got to say like, even the reprise of Beside April, I loved. <laughs> yeah. uh, Talk Meeting is a fucking killer outro song. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, love that proceeding. That might become my choice snug over time, Talk Meeting. I mean, it's just hard to know. I, this, is definitely, yeah. this is definitely an album. If I was able to get over the judgment hump halfway through the record, Two or three more listens could do unknown things, to my opinion, of this record, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, like what? Like you should have done? Take a Delta Eight, wait a couple hours, and then listen to this record because I gotta tell yeah. you, man, like the having good headphones on and being, uh, being stoned during this was like so ear candy. Yeah, you know what? I might just like. I don't know. The next time I'm I'm tripping on some Delta Eights, I'll steal the stereo from the living room. I'll just sit in the darkness of uh my roommate's room that I stole. Just just in the darkness that is your existence. The darkness that is my soul. And and <laughs> pop this record on. Uh but for now, man, what are you gonna rate this dang thing? Man, what a journey with this record. I, I love Bad Bad Not Good. I've loved everything that I've heard by then. Up until this point. In and, which you're like, I'm sick of it. And I mean, I, I just kind of never heard anything like this from them. Not from what I could remember. You know, there's something very cinematic about this uh, whole record and something very specifically 60s uh, <laughs> cinematic to yeah. me. And I am just so obsessed with that aesthetic and that vibe. Like L. Michael's Affair is bringing that back in a, in a you know, a jazzy type of way. I mean, you got bands like Budo's Band that are bringing it back in a type of way. And there's, you know, from pretty much City of Mirrors on, it's like the combination of like a live jazz band with like electric instruments, like the synth and the and the bass and everything, like combined with a live orchestra is just very reminiscent of the 60s to me. And especially like 60s cinema. So like, man, once that vibe started coming in, it was really easy for me to uh to just like love everything about this record to be honest <laughs> uh, the from the production to just like how incredible the musicianship is on the whole thing right it really like i loved everything about it from 
City of Mirrors on. So, you know, fucking six out of eight songs I really, really loved. If not, like, you know, it's going to become some of my favorite songs that I'm going to listen to in the near future. Like, I got to give this... uh, Fuck, man. Because I know it's just going to get higher. I know my ratings only going to get higher <laughs> the more I listen to this. So, like, I'm giving it an 8.0. All right. Okay. That is not bad at all. I think it's the highest rating I've given an album so far. Maybe next to Little Sims. Uh, I mean, we did do an album. I think you gave it a 9. Right? Did I? I already forgot. I think you might have given Texas a pretty high score. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, but that's what I mean. I know this is going to get higher, but I just got to like be a little reserved today just because like, I know it's going to get higher, man. So I'm just going to give it, I'm going to give it, you know what? Fuck it. In the last 30 seconds, I'm going up to an 8.5. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's more than you gave thrice for Horizon Z. So, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. That, uh, is an easy, like, I like this way more than this. <laughs> uh, man, I'm going to give this one. I'm thinking... Ah, God, I've been wrestling with the ranking for this one the entire time. Because this is something that is so unfamiliar to me and a music that I just so do not listen to. Uh, And it really grew on me, and it's definitely going to grow on me more. Giving this a low rating would be, like, ridiculous. Just the musicianship and the songwriting, the jamming. Yeah, it's, it's it's so next level, like... It's so next level. I'm thinking, but like, I don't know. It might just be par for the course for jazz these days. I don't know. I don't know what jazz is happening. I like jazz. I follow jazz. Bad, Bad, Not Good is by far my favorite jazz that I've ever listened to. Well, I'm thinking of giving this one, for now, I'm thinking a 7.2. Which even, even feels a little low. Uh, don't you feel like it's just going to get higher as you listen to it? It's just going to get higher. So I'm not, I'm honestly not too worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, you know, it's, I just, it really just, it grew on me so much and, uh, I just know I'm going to love it more and more. Uh, 7.2 though is strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we could have had a couple more, Rap verses from like I don't know Del the Funky Homo Sapien or Logic. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I get you. Like you just, if I think you're a little salty that you weren't on this record. I didn't say that, actually. Well, I did. Uh, I said it so you didn't have to. I don't. It doesn't matter that Bad Bad Not Good has not responded to the emails that I sent. I said, look, if you if you don't want a rapper, I could beatbox too. Yeah. Oh shit, dude. Well, that that would have made this album an easy nine for me, had had you been on it doing that. An easy nine and nine point eight, I think. An easy nine. Well, I mean, what a great record, dude. Like, you know, like for someone like you're not even a fan of jazz, really. Like, I I'm a casual fan of jazz. Like, I like jazz, but they just still like to this. You know, they they are bringing such a new sound to it. And I love it so much. Yeah, man. It uh, you never I, I you never really know what you're gonna get with these new albums. I didn't know this band already. Uh, right. And it's just so cool when 
you're just kind of open to a whole new venue of of music. Yeah, man. Sometimes you get you know you get bit in the ass by it, and sometimes you get blessed like this record. Yeah. Sometimes you get bit in the ass, and sometimes you get kissed in the ass. Hey, man. This was like just a, a 42 minute long pucker. Yeah. Well. Well. On that note. <laughs> thank you, buddy. Buddies. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Earbuds, EBP cast. You already know. Find us all over it. You already know. John Lucatard, we... Brett Handerhand. Yep, yep. On Mondays, we got full episodes. On the weekends, you get the shorties. See our live streams Friday on twitch.tv slash earbudspodcast. 7 p.m. Central Instagram. Time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear what you said, but I believe you. And find us on Instagram at EBPcast. Uh, I mean... Thanks for listening, guys. We're gonna we're gonna keep doing these, and uh, you're gonna keep listening, hopefully. <laughs> and you're gonna keep listening. And you're gonna keep listening, like, uh, and we love you for that. Brett, what would you uh, what would you rate this episode, my guy? You know what? I'm gonna rate this episode at eight point eight. Eight point eight. That's not bad. I'm gonna rate, I'm gonna rate this episode at eight point eight too. All right. Well, that let's see where that goes. Well, I think this was good. Uh, I think this was good. This was bad. Bad. Not good. This was good, good, not bad, my man. This is good, good, not bad. Uh, bye, buddy. Bye, y'all.